Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are celebrating today one of the Feasts of Light. In the middle of winter, the church commemorates not only the Nativity of our Lord, but also his baptism in the River Jordan, in which he reveals to us the Holy Trinity. We especially, I think, need this in this time where darkness has been covering the land for some time. And light is something that we tend to forget just how much it affects us. Uh, it's when it's dinner time and you realize it's already been dark outside for maybe an hour or so, and you realize that you're still in the dead of winter. At first, it's kind of interesting or kind of fun. I think maybe I'll be able to sleep a little bit more, which doesn't usually happen, but at least I have the idea of it happening. Uh, and then we continue and continue. And when I was a kid, for whatever reason, I thought winter ended somewhere in January. I don't really know where I got that idea from. Maybe it was because I grew up in Arkansas, uh, where we had pretty moderate winters. But winter is something, especially uh, being three years in New York, where fall and winter are kind of, I don't know, fall happens for a few weeks maybe, and then it's just kind of cold for a long time. And you come to the Feast of Theophany, and you may have to break ice. Uh, there might even be snow on the ground, and you can see in Russia where they're jumping into lakes and all sorts of frozen bodies of water. May God bless them. I could never, I don't think, do that. Um, and we come to realize just how much we need the light. During the blessing of the great waters, which we did yesterday, and we will again do out at Lake Melton on this coming Sunday, the Brachimenon has for us um, now I'm blanking on it. I had it memorized. Oh Lord, um, the Lord is my life and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? Who am I to be afraid of? For I have God as my light. When I'm in the middle of the divine liturgy and I hear the cherubic hymn, there's been a few times where I hear especially the command let us put aside all earthly cares. There's a few times where I feel like I have to kind of push back a little bit. How in the world can I do that? <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff going on, you know? Besides, uh, I guess, more mundane things, uh, there's bills to pay, maybe debts to pay, uh, there's family, there's friends, and all the goodness and all the struggle there's always, what about tomorrow? What about five years from now? When my kids grow up, what's going to happen to them? You know, are, they, are we doing the best that we can for them? Are we educating them the best that we can? You know, besides then, it starts getting to, do I pray? Yes, I say things, but do, do I pray? All of these kind of earthly thoughts, all of the darkness that can surround us. And so when we hear in the Trubic hymn, 
I say it as a command because it really does tell us. It's informing us. Let us lay aside all earthly cares. It's not a suggestion. It's not like, you know, this is the time where if you've been worrying to this point, you should shelve that for a few moments. It's saying, let us lay aside all earthly cares. There's some audacity in that. Because you and I are within the world. And we live in a world. And we're surrounded by the world. And we're tossed to and fro. I'm reminded many times within the Psalms. The crying out to God. Of the waters that are coming up higher and higher. As if the waters are too much. As they're getting tired of paddling of keeping their heads afloat. And then I think of the Prochemenon, the Lord is my light and my salvation, of whom shall I fear? The boldness, the audacity, how hard it is for us to lay aside our earthly cares is still something that we have to do. And it's not something that is just a blank, raw command for us to do, that God is standing afar from us, asking us to jump 3.5 feet. And if we get 3.4 feet, we need to keep jumping until we hit 3.5. It is a command for us to rest completely in the God who has come into the depths of our world, who has come and experienced what it is to be alienated, what it is to be fearful, what it is to be confused. All of that are temptations, were temptations for him. It's not that he, I'm not denigrating whatsoever our Lord's faithfulness and trust in God the Father, but he was tempted in all points like us. He is aware, he knows. There's a reason why he is our high priest. And there's this feast with the nativity, we know that he has entered into the depths of our reality. And it is this feast that we know that just not just our reality, but all of the darkness and the chaos of our reality, that he has brought the light of salvation to. A foreshadowing for us in the middle of winter of the end of spring, when we will feast at his great and holy Pascha. I'm reminded of all of the questions that Paul asks kind of rhetorically at the end of the 8th chapter of Romans. I just want to read these because I feel, not just feel, but I know that this is things that go through our head, but it is in a feast like this that we need to be reminded that we would have sung at great compliment last night, that God is with us. What then shall we say to all of the, these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Well, Satan is always condemning us, pointing the finger like he did Job. It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God and also makes intercession for us. 
Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or the sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all of these things, those who bring a charge against us, those who condemn us, all of the tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, and we can add on many more conditions. All of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, whatever ails us, whatever weighs upon us, nor things to come, things that we are afraid of, nor height, things that are beyond us, nor depth, things that eat at us, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.